Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One of Drew Locke's favorite songs, just a big CY and AK filling in for Travis and Sleewa here on ESPN 710 on a Wednesday. Got the socials jumping. Mailman Matt says, anything that could come in a little dippy cup at a fast food joint isn't a sauce. I tend to agree with that. Uh, Emily and AK have been battling people with various <laughs> images in their uh, mentions. Optimus Prime Rib, which is a great display a name, great says, name. condiments is an all-encompassing and there are sub-genres within Ketchup is a sauce. Ranch is a dressing. Both are condiments. That's an interesting look. Again, Again. you would never (laughs) cook something in ketchup unless you are like a child. You would never do that. Nobody cooks in ranch. Like the... Oh, These are the easy do. distinction. They they do ranch do. packets. Yeah. Ranch packets. I mean, you know, they do what are, cook what are, in ranch. What are they cool do. ranch Doritos if not cooked in ranch? <laughs> also, buffalo chicken dip often has yeah. ranch in it yep. slash ranch packets. Again, there are subgenres. Andy is, by the way, making a look on his face that is very dismissive. As somebody who cooks a lot, this is really <laughs> offensive. The old as somebody who cooks really a lot. Okay, offensive Mr. to me. Mr. Chef. Gravy sauce? Is gravy sauce? Excellent question. You should probably ask your mom that. 877-710-3776. That's what I'm saying. 877-710-ESPN. Jeff in Encino. You want to talk to Encino? You want to talk to AK? You're on 710. Yeah, are you Andy? Yeah, I'm Andy. Andy Kamenitz? Indeed, the same one, yeah. How long did it take you to realize you were not dealing with a rocket scientist when you were trying to negotiate with a person signing people up for subscriptions for the LA Times at the USC pregame. Uh, unfortunately, it took me about three hours because I was outside <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It was, it was really cold, and those pregame shows were really long back then. Anything else, well, Jeff? What are your thoughts on the rocket thing? What are your thoughts on ketchup as a sauce, Hefe? Uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You can call it a sauce if you want to. You can call it not a sauce if you want to. Boo, it matters. Wow. Riveting thank take, you, Thank you for Riveting that hot, take, Jeff. hot definitive take. Hot take. Thank oh, you for calling the program. <laughs> Goodbye. My goodness. What are we doing? First of all, he doesn't understand. You under- open the phone lines. That's Jeff fair. doesn't, <laughs> Jeff doesn't fair. understand what brought all this on was the game that they were playing yes. in the Hebel household. And let me tell you, everything matters Clearly. in those games. <laughs> it matters to the iPhone. It matters to us. Anyway, no more ketchup takes. I'm tired with that. You're an NBA guy, AK. We talk a lot about roster construction around this parts. And the Lakers specifically are dealing with this, have been dealing with this for what seems like all of the LeBron era. There's constantly conversations about who's on the team, who's in the starting lineup, this, that, and a third. Very rarely how they're playing, but who's where just in case yada yada happens. Now, this year in the NBA, a certain particular player has been, I don't want to say the breakout star of the freshman class, but in my household he is, if you will, on a couple different things. Minutes, points, what just seems like clutch play. And that player is a player very familiar to all of us in Jaime Jaquez. Jaime Jaquez obviously played <clears throat> excuse me, at UCLA, Final Four run, 
was the leader of that team for many years. His sister even played at UCLA. The guy's well-known around town. He plays for the Miami Heat, however. The Miami Heat who picked after the Lakers. One pick after. Now, we could talk about various players that the Lakers have chosen through various methods, as in the draft, as in people they have traded for, various free agents that have come off the shelf or what have you, but to the naked eye, one could easily look at this Lakers roster and say, man, AK, they could really use a Jaime Jaquez. Yeah. They, it's a, it's an interesting question. First of all, the Lakers, their overall track record with drafting and evaluating talent has been terrific in terms of out of the draft, young okay. players. It's been, it's been, I think, as good as anybody in the league. If you look at the overall where they've drafted either in the first round, late in the first round, second round, undrafted guys, okay. they've done about as well as anybody in the league. But that doesn't mean they're infallible. It's too early to say that Jalen Hood Shafino, who they took one pick before Hawkes mm-hmm. and has been hurt a lot this year, he has not really played at all. It is too early to say that he's a bust or a bad pick globally. Yeah, like we haven't seen enough of it. That would Versus be irresponsible. Himself. Right. Yes. He's he's also he's a young one and done player at a difficult position to learn in the NBA point guard. So time is needed to evaluate Hood Shafino. What makes Hawkes, though, I think really interesting in terms of the what if is the Lakers are a team in extreme win-now mode. Absolutely. They are trying to maximize what is left with a team built around LeBron in season 21, almost 39 years old. Hawkes, you knew would be readier to contribute than Hood Shafino. Better player in 15 years? Who knows? Sure, but that's Readier to away. contribute now. There is no question Hawkes would have been readier because he played four years at UCLA. He was not a project, and you had a pretty good idea of who he was mm-hmm. as a player. To me, what I think is interesting is just the thought process in taking Hood Shafino as a project with where you are right now as a franchise. I, you, you, your guess is as good as mine. I've always said that I'm forever baffled by how this franchise chooses to put together teams based on whatever projections that they seem to believe they have that never seem to add up to me. But there's two things at play here, which is that I really think a very difficult truth for a lot of Lakers supporters to face, which is that, and Lada was just saying this to me, I don't think that Hawkes is the same player here. And that's not to say that he wouldn't be as good. I think he's probably playing a different role. But number two, there's a lot to be said for what the Miami Heat as a franchise do for guys in terms of when they come in the league and the type of players that they are. They might, the Lakers that is, have a pretty good draft record, but they don't have the same kind of record in terms of like what I'm just going to call culture that keeps people there, that turns out a certain type of player specifically that they definitely get something out of. And we can argue to the hills about whether or not one organization is better than the other, but in the last 15 years in the NBA, there are not a whole lot of franchises that are more relevant than the Miami Heat. And part of it is because of said culture that they have instituted and they have found a way to get players that contribute to what they're doing every single season, year in and year out. Well, I mean, they typically draft late in the draft, and that's where you often end up finding these guys who are four-year players. And right. because they're always in win-now mode, you know, Miami is a team that does not really rebuild. You know, it's kind of the, the Pat Riley ethos. They're often taking guys who I think they have a pretty good idea of who they are as a player and then pretty good idea of how they can contribute, yep. which 
By the way, again, I think the Lakers have done also a really good job with that. I think the difference is I'm trying to think of the best way to put this in terms because I if you look at say like Austin Reeves, that mm-hmm. was an undrafted four year player, right? Tremendous they, selection who's right, developed, yes. right? Alex Caruso, they they did not take him originally. He had been part of Oklahoma City's G League team, but he is right. clearly un. Part of the development, his development they, came here. Right. He developed into the player that he is now. He built a foundation for himself here. like you know, And then got rid of him. Separate discussion. Right. Well, yeah. that was that was a money thing. That, that, that may be more of what you're talking about in terms of the way things are run overall. Yeah. Because, again. That's part of it. If you're talking about just identifying talent and identifying guys that, at minimum, have quality NBA careers. I think the Lakers are really good at that, and it's really hard to do. That's great, but it hasn't really helped the Lakers that much. As well, much I mean, they as did win a championship a few years ago. Right, but what I'm saying is that, and then got rid of everybody. My point is, is that the continuity there is what I'm referring to. Well, okay, to. but see, that gets that gets into the ethos of the people making the overall decisions because they went star hunting with Russell Westbrook and bringing him in despite all of the obvious reasons that putting Westbrook alongside LeBron and AD was going to be complicated at best. Sure. Like, maybe there's upside, but it was going to be complicated to discover that upside. Right. That was a star bleeper mentality that backfired on. Now, to be fair to the organization, they undid that trade, brought in a group that went to the Western Conference Finals, and this offseason, I guess theoretically – could have tried to tear the whole thing down to get Kyrie Irving as the third star. They went in this direction that we are in right now. What I think is interesting about that, though, is it was basically either Kyrie or this. There were there were not a lot of star bleepery routes that they could have gone. No, and not not in this particular case, but I, this is another discussion for what is constantly break-and-fix mode versus trying to stay even. That's a different matter, but my point is is this. Jaime Hawkins, to me, is the best rookie in the league. I, I know that uh, Chet at, at OKC is sort of putting up numbers, and I know Victor and all these guys are kind of redefining the game. But if I'm I think asking, Chet is really, really I, I get good. it. But if I'm asking for a player on my team right now, I'm asking for Jaime Hawkins. Well, it, that's, depa- that's well, it depends me. on how good your player is. Like right. if, if you How good your team is, not, not your player, your team, because I'm telling you right now, if you put Jaime Hawkins Jr. on the Spurs – Instead of Weminyama, they're not winning any no. more games than they are right no, now. No, 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 absolutely not. I just feel that the time. I mean, maybe this is biased towards sort of body type and game type, but Jaime Hawkins is a guy that I want on my basketball team. Well, you want him on a team that, as a rookie, that is ready to do some damage sure. now. Like if you put him, for example, on OKC, I also think he would be flourishing because that's a really good foundation, and he's joining something that already works. And he can make what works better. Like again, if you put Hawkes on the Spurs, the shape they're in right now, or like the the Blazers, sure. I don't know if those teams are considerably better. If you put them on the Pistons, I don't think the Pistons become any better the Pistons, than they are by right the now. Way, we got to talk about that. Later. Yeah, <laughs> amazing situation. Anyways, Jaime Hawkes, heck of a player. L.A. guy. Guess where he doesn't play? Los Angeles. Nope. Coming up. College football corner, and also Emily and Mailman Matt are getting into it in the comments. <laughs> we'll talk about that next. The big CY and AK on Travis and Slee on ESPN 710. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Hey, y'all. So uh, the first game of the day, the first bowl game of the day is underway. It's the military bowl between Tulane and Virginia Tech. And there is a score on the board. Tulane <laughs> scored off of a scoop and score, a fumble touchdown. Um, and so the green waves are on the board, right? That's their mascot, right? Green wave so. in the singular. Oh, green singular wave. Yes. Uh, so that game is underway. If you want to catch that, it is on ESPN. But there was some drama with the guaranteed rate bowl between Kansas and UNLV, which was called by our own Kirk Morrison on the TV side nice. and George Sedano on the radio side. So if that? you wanted to get both, they were on the call yesterday. Right. But the game had a record for something that maybe they don't want to be record for. The most penalties in a single postseason college football game was called yesterday. There were... Um, the Kansas Jayhawks were flagged 18 times for 216 yards, and Tim Hedgepeth was the lead official with the ACC crew as the officiating crew. Okay. So that's a ridiculous amount of um, flags called, and there was some suspicious movement on the line prior to the game. The game went from a 13-point uh, spread to an 8.5-point spread with no injuries. It just just magically happened before the game starts so my fault college football corner and all the coverage of bowl season on 710 is powered by valvoline instant oil change home of the 15 minute drive through oil change visit soca oil change for locations and to score game winning coupons okay thank you em first of all a couple things about that the military bowl happening in annapolis as i like to call it maryland annapolis <laughs> annapolis um, come on and well it's fun to say annapolis it's like where'd you go sure. I, went to, I went to see i went to see annapolis <laughs> i don't know oh my gosh anyway so one time a couple quick stories from annapolis number one i really like annapolis uh i used to say that i always wanted to retire to annapolis because it's just a really cute kind of fun town but number two dude the worst cute. the worst thing that can ever happen not ever but one of the worst things to happen is if you're covering or attending a bowl game in bad weather like a game that doesn't matter and you've got to deal with wind and rain in some craptastic town not that annapolis as i call it is a craptastic town but like bro not fun at all oh oh i feel bad for all and the virginia household the virginia tech household that i'm in currently because the rest of my family are huge virginia tech fans go Hokies. they are not super happy with the the results so far oh that's too bad (laughs) so folks are screaming in the background in hebel in the hebel household as opposed to all the other moments where they're screaming in the background there's happy screaming there's uh energetic screaming i had some earlier today but yeah this is screaming for batteries some of us some people want us to ask siri if Ketchup is a sauce or a condiment. You can't trust Siri. Well, 
Siri, she's whack. been wrong so many times. I've asked her so many things, and she just can't answer simple questions. So mm-hmm. Siri is bad AI. Millman, sorry, Siri. Millman, Matt has brought up the question of Thousand Island dressing, which is also something that goes mm, on. It's Big Mac sauce. I asked about Big Mac sauce. Big Mac sauce, Thousand Island dressing. There's a lot of different complications here. So then why is it called Big Mac sauce? You can tell. You you tell me. I don't know. Again, because I, it's a sauce. A re- reminder: this is all nebulous to me. To me, mm. as I feel about I've it. said my piece on this. You have I, said your I, piece. You are the snob. If people, if people you are the don't cooking, understand. There's somebody that cooks at home. That's the, You know what? That, that's up there with as a yeah, father of daughters. Before. You know what I'm saying? Suddenly you're an expert on all matters that have to do with women. Well, Just no, no. you cook at home. Here's the difference. doesn't mean that you know when, better the difference between a sauce and a condiment When people say it. as a father of daughters- It's it disingenuous is, and lame. Right. Correct. It's, it's disingenuous <laughs> and usually- there's something going on that is very misogynistic or harmful towards women. Correct. And you are trying to distance yourself from the thing that you are still actively a part of. Okay. I'm just Except explaining in the difference. The yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain the difference between a condiment and a sauce <laughs> as somebody who cooks. President like, <laughs> as the sauce of the sauce community over right, here. As like, somebody who cooks, as a man who cooks. I just like the way that rolls off your tongue. Yes. As somebody who cooks. No, as if I, nobody... I'm not part of the as a father of daughters community. <laughs> I know, I know. That was, I, I, was, I was reaching there, but I was just saying, it's sounding in the same tone. Well, it's very just, important people just, understand just the difference. so you know, yes. It's a huge in case Andy anybody else was PSC. thinking it. Exa- extre- extremely important. Um, but yes, yeah, so Annapolis, by the way, one of the most fun times I ever had in Annapolis was I got a phone call at six in the morning from somebody at ABC. And I was like, this is a very weird time for somebody at ABC to be calling me because, hello, I don't do morning television. They said, hey, what are you doing today? I was like, absolutely nothing. They were like, would you like to go to Annapolis for a story? And I'm like, what's the story? They are like, we're live streaming something and we want you to be one of the hosts. And I was like, "Uh, what is it? It's the middle of the summer or whenever time it was. It wasn't the middle of the summer. It was towards the mm, sort of late spring. It was the plebe climb where they put all of that oil and shortening on the obelisk in Annapolis Mm. and they make the plebes the first years climb that thing. And like if you've never been to one of those or you've never like watched a full one, I was mystified by the entirety of the the proceedings. Stephanie Ramos was there who hosts ABC's, um, you know, she does Good Morning America stuff. She does a lot of different things on ABC News. So it was me and her. Like just on headsets, standing on opposite sides of this 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 quad, watching these young men and women try to get up this thing. It was one of the most inspirational things I've ever covered. How many managed to climb the thing? So here's here's how it works. If you've never seen it, it basically looks like a bunch. It, by the way, the live stream is well watched. Okay, for reasons that you know are what they are, um, and. The way that it works is that there is typically a group of like go hard cadets. I guess they're not yet cadets yet. I don't know how this works. Pardon me for anybody that is of this military school fashion. And thank you for your service. Yeah, well, right. Appreciate that. There's basically a group of like half that are like, we're doing this. And the other half that kind of stands around and just kind of hangs out and cheers and helps them, be it throwing (laughs) them stuff pushing things up. It's one of those kind of things. You know, it's half party. Already picturing which side I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But the best part about it was very simple. First of all, it's far more uh, pomp and circumstance than I realized. Like, there's the whole Navy band there. People show up just from Annapolis to cheer on. Families show up. It was great. They broke the record for quickness when I was there. It was awesome. They did it in like two hours. 
perfect broadcast. This thing has been known to go on six, seven, eight hours at a time. And I would have been on the hook for that, running my mouth in Annapolis. For eight hours, wasn't going to happen. They broke the record. Lickety split, like 2.15 in and out of there. It was awesome. Loved that day. So it's it's essentially like a really, really difficult dance marathon that you're just doing this thing all day, challenging yourself. The physical challenge is no joke, man, because like there's rules that like it it, it was pinned on at one point. There was was some controversy too because the guy that they put up there was kind of a tall guy and he kind of gave it a jump shot and like nailed it. He didn't exactly just place it on top and the place went nuts and I was like, oh my God, shot and a half is what I said and it was fantastic. Anyway. That sounds... it was cool. I initially thought about myself as the guy that would just be on the sideline tossing the equipment, cheering yeah. people on, but not doing it. The more I think about it, yes. the more I would want to try it. I don't know if like if we pooled every single person at 710 that worked in the building for this company on one side or the other, there's no way we'd be able to achieve this. Not even close. Like these are young, fit, motivated. Half crazy, you know what I'm saying? Kids at the Naval Academy, the frustration level would be off the charts for any other person. It's, I, it's an amazing accomplishment. I feel like our best shot is Mario. Mario's like Mario's probably mo- our top guy. He's yeah. the most fit guy. He also doesn't have to carry uh, like social media. Nate, Nate's another. Guy. Yeah, you get the Demarcos on the base. That that you know, you get our football guys on the base, and then you get other people to sort of. You, we could be sort of in between, and then we get the Mario's to climb up. <laughs> Cappy's gonna be offended. Cappy's gonna be offended. Y'all didn't mention his name. Cappy is not the type of person that I think would necessarily love this. There's a lot of dirt and getting grimy too. You got to slather your body up with all sorts of nasty stuff. You should have seen what these kids are wearing. Well, Cappy does like that. It was yeah, that's he does. Fair. That, that's, that's the Morales. <laughs> we'll push, we'll push. The Morales contribution. Yeah, that's just his social slathering life people up. Yeah, but it was a really excellent day. So I was really glad I got to do that in Annapolis. Um, speaking of Vegas, though. You mentioned Vegas and UNLV, Emily. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, by the way. Ooh. When is the last time anybody here was in Vegas? What about you, Uh, Like May 2021. Okay. So what happened in Vegas when you were there? Oh, May 2022. I just uh, went there with my sister. She was there for a conference, and we got some food. We got uh, and went out on to the pool. It was very chill. Okay. Did you do anything that you might suggest anybody else should do that is not called gambling? Uh, if it is warm enough, I went to the Nomads pool. That's okay. the hotel. Um, it's a very low key pool and great drinks, great uh, space. I, I recommend that. Okay, Nomads pool. You AK. It's been a while since I've been to Vegas. Like I don't actually remember the last time I've been. Wow. All right. Anybody else? I went for boxing a while back too. I think you go with some regularity. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you recommend anything I should do? Because I go. I've been a couple times. I'll get to this, but is there any recommendations you guys have? The free limo ride outside takes you places. Uh, you know, yeah, take don't you. do that. That's yeah. a whole. I have a story no, about that. That's what that. I did. <laughs> that's a so. I have a story about that's that. A I actually, and a half. Yeah. yeah, I went last uh, around Christmas uh-huh. with uh, my boyfriend and his family. It was chill. Nothing crazy. I would say everybody here, Ireland, Mace, Cappy, and Sedano, have been raving about the Sphere. So if you can get into <sighs> that. People have been like. I actually going have a couple crazy. friends who recently saw a show at the Sphere, and they said it was incredible. Yeah, really. Everybody's yes. raving about that. Yes. Ireland just talked about it again yesterday. Says we got it. Friend of mine Vegas, just went a few go. weeks ago, and I, I believe saw you two there. Yeah, said it was unbelievable. First of all, don't like you two, so I'm not seeing them. But thank you. There's a movie. Uh, Ireland was talking about. There's a somebody has a movie going on. He's like, 
you just have to experience the venue regardless. Okay. It's of. Darren Aronofsky did the um oh. like the vid- visuals of it, but I would say just wait to see someone you like maybe. Um, yeah. Another like, restaurant I have a recommendation okay. for though is the Golden Steer. It's like red booth, uh, white uh, tablecloth, very sure. nice steak restaurant. I went there with my sister. It was one of the best meals I've ever had. Okay. And but I like steakhouses, so that's no, no, no. That's I it enjoy there. I enjoy a nice steakhouse. Vegas is the kind of place I do enjoy a steakhouse. I don't. Hit steakhouses all over the place. That's the kind of journal good. The thing about the sphere is, I cannot imagine, and my imagination is very robust, that there is going to be any experience that is greater inside the sphere than there will be seeing it from a plane outside the sphere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need, like, I want to fly over that thing and have it look like, I don't know, the Death Star. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it, it exists in my mind as something that is an outdoor exhibit. Like, I, if there was nothing in there, I would think the sphere was cool. So I don't know what it's like. I mean, is it a planetarium type of situation? Like, I don't even know what the experience is going to be like. I want to see it from the outside. Yeah, my, first. My, my friend that I just talked about it with, I had dinner with him a couple weeks ago and some other guys, he said it was unreal. Like, it was really, really fun. Really? Everyone's yeah. been saying that. To That's, the I might point. have to check it out. Might mm-hmm. have to check it out. Is it is it pricey? It is. Yes. But- Wait, what is pricey, though? Like so, 250 bucks? No, or like no, no, 100? no. No, Ireland said it's like it's out. It was like for one of the shows when he was there for the in season tournament. It was over like two over a thousand dollars just to get in. But oh, but so he, it's like pricey. Yeah, yeah well, but it is then expensive. He, okay. He also said that his little hack that he you know was kind of just doing an experiment with was hours before the show, just before it starts or minutes. You're kind of around there and you see the game time app. And then it's like a hundred to two hundred dollars. Okay. Get in. So you know you can you can, you can wait. You can finesse it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't love that kind of operation, but I do think that this is something I'm going to have to check out. Two two racks are going that building. That's a lot. That seems like a lot. I have heard mm-hmm. nobody say that it was overrated or that they didn't enjoy it. Were any were any of them black people? No. Oh, look out! You never know. You never know. Coming up, factor. Cat. I can't speak to like sphere culture, like how it speaks to the culture. Travis and Siwa, <laughs> aka the Big Siwa, filling in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys! What up? Uh, say, oh, Factor Cat, first one in uh, almost a week. It's crazy. Nice. Uh, I liked your impression, Andy. I think you should steal more things from me because I steal so much from you. So, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I so love roar so much. <laughs> um, okay, so 
Lily Gladstone, who was the uh, star of um, Killers of the Flower Moon. She was um, the lead actress of that movie. So she it's recently been made known that she was voted most likely to win an Oscar in her high school yearbook. And so maybe she will win an Oscar. Maybe she won't. I hope she that she does. But um, you believe in manifestation. Uh, Clinton, factor cap. I do. Uh, it depends. You know, I don't believe in if I post it to IG and then talk about it on TikTok, that means it's going to suddenly come true. But I do believe in the idea of if you want something to happen bad enough and you're willing to do what it takes to commit your life to it, you can make sure that it becomes an outcome. Now, of course, that is talking talking from the perspective of somebody that is, you know, not struggling for food, is relatively able-bodied, you know what I'm saying, a reasonably intelligent individual. But yeah, you know, for a good amount of people that folks that we know that listen to this station and that we interact with, you want to put your mind to something, you can do it. Manifest it, for sure. That's how I ended up, Andy? hello, talking on this microphone in Los Angeles, California. Uh, yeah, I think it's fact as well. It's Here's what people, need, I think, need to understand. There's no guarantee that if you look to manifest something, you can make it your reality. Like, you can't just automatically manifest destiny something into existence, but I do think that power can exist. So in that sense, it is a possibility making it a fact. Okay. Jorge? Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, I remember when I wanted a Harley, uh, you know, Andy, you know I used to ride a Harley. Yeah. So before these, uh, like, apartment buildings across the street were built, there used to be restaurants in a, in a parking lot. I remember taking a picture of my Harley and then the ESPN building behind it and telling myself, one day I'm wow. going to be working here. So yeah. this, I, I still have that picture. That's cool. And then I'm here, and like like you said, now we're on the microphone right. here in, yeah. in ESPN Los Angeles. Absolutely, man. So, Good yeah, call. I do believe in manifesting stuff like that. Lada? Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm the, I'm the queen of talking about this thing. And actually, I have a similar story to George. I was not working in radio at all, not doing, you know, after working for for years and taking a break, going to Chicago, hanging out with a college buddy of, of ours and stuff, and passing through the ESPN Chicago building. Oh. And she goes- Where they have the street front yep, studio yep. on State Street? That thing is awesome, by it the is. way. Weird, but awesome. A little weird, yeah. And I was talking to her, and she goes, man, you still want to do the radio thing? Like, girl. And I'm like, I know, I know. And uh, I was like, I will be- here maybe not in chicago but it'll happen right. and literally 11 months later i landed a job here look at that so, yeah. How amazing about that? by the way uh, i would sorry em i would w- dude if we had a storefront studio in la in la live how gangster would that be It'd be fun they got that building downstairs on the first floor of this building that does nothing that like ticket booth thing i don't even know what that is it's open like once a year man they should stick a studio in there. well that when the when the old espn zone yeah. used to be where I don't remember which restaurant it is now, but it's a totally different one in LA Live. We used to have a studio in there. Sure. And we would regularly do shows from the ESPN Zone studios. That was a lot of fun. That's how I got my start in this business. So the conference room, you know, we have a bunch of glass windows and yeah. stuff. That was supposed to be this studio. Really? That's what I heard from early on. Like when mm-hmm. I started here, the conference room was supposed to be this, but I don't know what happened with the wiring and the, the structure of the sure, building. Sure, yeah. It didn't work out, but that was supposed to be where Well, this is perfect, was. actually, yeah. because it's centrally located. Like I know people who come to see the studios, like 
you know, for business deals or whatever. Like they like seeing this. Absolutely, like, it's fun. I just happen to think to storefront studios are some of those things that are like lost to time. Yeah, that are fantastic. You know, a couple of dudes just sitting in the window. It's like do the right thing. You know what I mean? Where dudes are yelling out, you know, mm-hmm. yelling out of windows. Well, that's everything fantastic. brick and mortar is going away. It's true. But no. So speaking <laughs> um, of ESPN Zone quickly, M. That's how I got my start in this business. I bum rushed Tony Kornheiser at an ESPN Zone in DC, and I was like, dude, I want to be a sports writer. I had every single clip I ever had. He was like, my God, kid, why don't you come on down to PTI with me? And oh, that's awesome. The rest is history. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, after the Ravens beat down the 49ers, wait, wait, Jorge, where did you have the 49ers at? Uh, on cap. Your, cap. On your picks? Uh, <laughs> <Cap>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, Harbaugh and Purdy met at um, after the game was done, and uh, Harbaugh decided to say this to Brock Purdy. So basically he said that, uh, yeah, people tell us that we look alike. So Harbaugh and Purdy do look alike. Andy, factor cap. Fact. I I had never noticed this until somebody pointed it out. I I guess it speaks to how little I ever think about John (laughs) Harbaugh. Purdy's more in the consciousness right, right now the way the Niners are playing. And him, I think it's over now, but him being in the MVP conversation, I never realized, though, they do look a lot alike. They are beyond. I mean, this is almost weird. <laughs> I got the side-by-side up right now, oh, and I'm also the, just... Yeah. It's almost DNA testing. Uh, yeah, and right. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm also thinking about the idea of, like, what would I... Like, I'm 42, so meeting somebody who looks like me is not but like Harbaugh's old enough we're like you saw somebody who looks like a younger that's got to be a weird feeling you know what I mean like it's like Gemini man come to life (laughs) that Will Smith movie that's really bizarre like what can you imagine coming face to face with somebody that's like not your son who's like yeah you look just like me 20 years ago that's oh that would creep me out very strange hey John did you ever live in Iowa (laughs) yeah Yeah, you know don't want to know the answer to that oh absolutely I sent the picture to uh Andy and Funchy yesterday I was gonna bring it up yesterday but you know, we just ran out of time. But no, they do identical. There's, there's that one picture on social media that's going around where it's just like a split picture. Yeah, yeah it's, you, know, you can't faces. really tell. Dude, you know. it's, it's, it's spot on. They wow. do look alike. Laura? That's wild. I want a DNA test ASAP. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, 20, really 20 look a lot alike. Like, there's something going on in that family tree that we don't know about. Cause yeah, they, maybe they Mr. Very... Purdy's a long-lost brother. Something. Wow. They look a lot alike. Yeah. No, they're, they're like a Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson situation. Do you not believe in do- in doppelgangers like across the globe? Though? Well, no, but they're, oh, yeah. they believe, Woody Harrelson yeah. and Matthew McConaughey, believe it. it's kind of convoluted to explain all this, but there is a chance... <laughs> That they may actually be half brothers. Well, oh, okay, hold on. What do you mean it's kind of convoluted to explain this? Like, why do they think this? I'm guessing that, the fire weed that they're all smoking. No, together, no, or? no, no, no. Okay, like because that sounds like one of those deals. No, bro. that essentially Matthew McConaughey's. <laughs> oh, I think we're half brothers, dude. Well, I checked okay. it out. There's always a chance. <laughs> There's always a chance that the light bulb went off in one of those moments. Sure. But there is, I, I mean, this is coming from Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey having talked about it. Mm-hmm. There is a non-zero percent chance that Matthew McConaughey's mother, while after, I guess, she and McConaughey's father were separated, split, whatever, Trippy. may have been with Woody's father. Oh, really? No, like, this like is, that's like this a is, real thing. Yeah, okay, no, no, right. no, that's they what I mean. They both talked about it. Yeah, like, I, this is not them just, you know, being 
high as bleep and coming up with something. I mean, this is a very easy situation, Epic boys. Hit, Just go get a DNA test. Yeah, like, that's not it, hard. That's, that's not hard. Like, stop hard. with the. And they had been you know? cast as brothers before. Sure. Like uh, Ed TV, and then you know what was going on with True Detective. Like it's been noted that they look alike. You guys have a lot of money. Go get it fixed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just realized that since we don't have social, you one might think I'm actually smoking a bong. I am not. In fact, no. this is Jorge in my ear telling me, "Dude, <laughs> take, take another, take hit, another bro. Hit, Legal in California. Yeah. Though. Excellent right. point. Excellent. I got one more for you guys. Sure. All right. So during the uh, Texas State Rice game uh, that happened, uh, I believe on Christmas, uh, the referee. Rivalry. No, that was, game was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yesterday was yeah. caught on a. Uh, hot mic after a call so i'm gonna play it for you right now yard forward texas state currently right now that's their first marked the 22 yard line i kind of feel like it may be closer to the 21 second timeout damn it correction (laughs) full media timeout We'll step aside as well. All right. So, my statement is You have ever been caught on a hot mic, Jorge Fatcraft? Yeah, on a camera. Uh, It was, we were preparing this uh, interview out in Tampa, I believe. And we're in front of this building in Tampa or this one ship that they have out there. Anyway, I was talking smack about the person who was going to interview and how she was very repetitive because it was the second interview of the day. And she was very, very repetitive. And then when she asked to play back the it, the first part of the interview, <laughs> she heard all the stuff oh, I was saying. And oh, no. I didn't know where to hide, man. I, what, what can I do? That's awful. <laughs> you great, <laughs> Laura. Uh, I have in this business, but I have a funnier one that has nothing to do with our business. So when I was 17... I used to work at McDonald's. Okay. And I know it's not technically a hot mic. I probably should do one in the business. But this lady came super late. The drive-thru was about to end, like, close, right? And I was like, damn it. And she comes and she customizes everything she ordered. These people should be. And when you worked at McDonald's, we had a headset for the cook, the runner, and then ourselves. And to talk to the people on on the speaker. And I go, I thought I was talking to my cook. And I go... Damn, B, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. And I just hear my voice on the speaker, and I'm like, oh, my, I'm about to get fired, right? right. And the lady starts cracking up, and she goes, yeah, but I like McDonald's better. And I was like, oh, my God, at least she had a sense of humor. Because I thought I would have been, yep, right. yep, yeah. Hey, Yates. Oh, well, for me, I did not have a hot mic situation, but I had a very similar situation to what this ref had. Yesterday, I went I went to the grocery store after having dinner and a couple of drinks, and I bought something that I needed because I'm going on this trip. I also bought a candle. I may or may not have taken the elevator to the top floor in between getting this candle and getting home, and I remember seeing a buddy of mine and thinking, I just got to get this candle home. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I'm worried about tonight. And sure enough... When I'm walking back to my door, somebody calls me, and right outside of my door, I drop this damn thing, and it busts, like the glass busts everywhere, and I just F-bombed extremely loudly to the point that somebody came out of their door and was like, are you okay? Is anything wrong? So this guy yelling, damn it! I totally get it, because that's exactly what happened to me yesterday, and I was like, no, everything's fine. I just smashed a Christmas candle all over the carpet, so I was mad about that. To the best of my knowledge, I've never had one of those. Um, if I did, nobody Good. busted me on it or called me out on it, but 
I'm not aware of it ever having happened. I'm highly, highly sensitive and like aware to it. Like I, especially in our industry, yeah. I'm like always assuming something is being recorded, something is live, whatever. I'm super careful. That's probably because you know why? You cook at home. Coming up, <laughs> there is an absurd nine-month cruise happening right now that we have to talk about. And a little question, is it harder to win 27 games in a row or lose 27 in a row? I'm Clinton Yates. He's Andy Kamenetsky. It's Travis and Sliwa on ESPN 710. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Big CY. It's the Big CY, AKN, on a Wednesday here. We're closing out the year. For those of you who are wondering, by the way, AK and I will be back on Friday. Doing your best. For our la- doing our best, as Morales would say, which is the best as far as I'm concerned. Um, that's a joke. Just me being confident. Uh, and yes. Yeah, so <laughs> 10 to 12 that day. 10 to 12 that day. A little short. I'll be there too. Shorty It'll be great. Lewis, Emily will be there. It'll be a fun little way to end the year. And we have talked about potentially trying to do a top 10 stories of the year, sports stories of the year in L.A., that all right so let's talk about let's work on that let's work on that um quickly from the dodgers the dodgers have of course agreed to terms with yoshinobu yamamoto on a 12-year deal and i believe hold ahead do i have this right there is a presser today did we talk about this at 3 p.m pacific so if that's going to happen that's going to happen but more importantly yes there'll be a presser today at 3 p.m it'll be broadcasted on spectrum we will be during our bowl game so we will not have it carry it live here on the radio Got it. Thank you for that, M. But most importantly, because it's the holidays and because I'm sitting, sitting around spending a lot of time scrolling through social, social media and learning about other people's experiences, there is something happening known these days as the World Cruise, AK. Now, what it is is there are, oh my. There are like 700 people on like a 2,500 capacity person cruise ship, which is not very big. If you know cruise ships, cruise ships are way bigger than that. I think it holds a lot more people than that. They are taking a cruise for nine months around the globe. Nine months. Now, some of you are familiar with cruise culture where like older folks will basically retire onto cruises, also known as death cruises, because people will basically sail until they die or whatever. <laughs> and so that's one part of this. That's not what's happening here. What's happening here is a conglomeration of influencers, cruise types, and others who are sort of like creating their own little world on this boat. And everybody's on TikTok. And it is fascinating how this breakdown (laughs) has gone. Emily, have you watched any of this? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about whatsoever? I know who you're talking about. And I've been following a couple people. I know there's two sisters that are sharing a room. Yes. That I've been seeing their breakdowns of the room and everything. And, you know, also their experience in the boat. And, 
you know, being asked if they are uh, working there or not, which is, you know, not the best. Right. Not These sisters are African-Americans and they're constantly thought of <laughs> as the help. That's part yeah. of it. Yeah. So there's that part. But then there's also this like people breaking down what their daily life is like and just what they're going to do. And yeah, it's it's crazy. I could not be cooped up on a, on a boat for that long. That sounds insane. How, how long could you do? Do you think like if you were getting paid money to do this, like if 710 said, hey, guess what? We're paying. We're doing a week on the yacht. Hard ev- out. Ev- hard out. Every <laughs> sh- <laughs> Immediately, I was like, no. But like, let's just say they, we're doing a week, 710 cruise week, where every show was from a different part of the boat. Like, okay, let's just say Travis and Slee every day from a different part of the boat. Mason and Ireland, like, and who knows? How long do you think you could stand at them? Could you do a I week? I think that I could do, I could definitely do a week. I could honestly probably do two weeks. Okay. Just because as long as I got my own room where I can just close my door, just like my office, that I can have a little bit of uh, Emily time. <laughs> if I had if I had to share a room with somebody, I think that would be a lot harder. <laughs> AK? This sounds like, the not, like a non-dystopian version of the setup in the movie Snowpiercer. Okay. Where they're on that train just going in a loop like forever because they're not going to be like separated by cast. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. Oh, Mm. you don't Mm. think that there's going to be competitive levels to where these shows broadcast? (laughs) So this is part of the drama. Yes. Oh, please. You don't think that like. Cappy's extra butt is going to be like. Right. "Mm, He wants to be from the ballroom. Yeah. And Mace Mace is absolutely going to be class conscious in this thing. There's. Will, will always be on Comrex. Don't worry. Even from the boat. Slee <laughs> 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 was like, "Do they have Eddie Jones highlights on this boat?" <laughs> <laughs> this would be a fascinating social experiment, by the way. The It'll seven, be taking care of some business. Like Camp Seven Ten. Remember Camp Seven Ten? Exactly. Camp Seven Ten. It's a similar situation. But Didn't you start this year? Way, high, camp of course. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, way yeah. higher stakes than camp because cruises are a different level. Completely different. Fa- <laughs> you know. Listen, love oh, boat. This will absolutely love be- boat. That's just a bit. An actual cruise is not. This a game. will become one hundred percent a like sociology, social class experiment. So, this especially is- if this goes on for a while, nine months. Yeah, nine months. Yates, did you see that Savannah Bananas are doing a, a cruise for their fans and themselves? Really? So they're I did doing see that. that. You know, I'm going to so tell honestly, you why I saw that. But go ahead. Yes, they they are doing that. So I think that there's there's a where there's a place for the circle of trust. Like, what if there's a circle of trust area of the boat? I mean, there's a, a Mason Island Mafia side. There's an All Star side. It's this is crazy. not the worst idea in the world. You know what I'm saying? This is not the worst idea. The reason I know it sounds a little bit like the worst idea in the world. It's, well, yeah, it's the second worst idea the in the world. Liabilities you know that I hear all. Okay, all right. Can I have some fun here? I'm just saying. Lawyers getting I'm involved. Just saying, you know, I'm gonna want her own floor. Goodness Me gracious! Get her right. own floor. Um, <laughs> First of all, I was the one that said we can't even have our own room. Okay, so calmate. Why would you okay? say that? Yeah. It's not like, gonna work unless everybody has their own room. Calmate. I'm not bunking with Slee and Rookie. I'm just saying. Slee's on Comrex, right? No, that's how I know Slee's in the room. Because Slee's on Comrex with the dog, you know? Um, so one of the things that are happening, there's two things that are happening on this boat already, Andy, which is that people are already social ordering it up, which is the people that are there for all the nine months, not affiliating with people that are segmenting, as it's known, which is a, just a fantastic Ooh. bit in general. It's like people that went to the school their whole lives. I know this because I was one of these people not affiliating with folks who came and went because they weren't there the whole time and they weren't going to be there after. There's a lot happening. Now, here. where, okay, where do the people like you and I 
who are not a permanent part of any show, but we are on air a lot. What we used to call purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we fit in on this ship? Are we flown in and out to the cruise? Like, I think we would have to have rogue shows. You know what I mean? Where we recruited our own audiences and just sort of taped them on their own. But I'm telling you, 710 Cruise could be interesting. The reason why I know the Savannah Bananas are going on a cruise because I know a guy at the place for the Savannah Bananas. Anyway, coming up, more NBA talk. 27 straight wins or losses. Which one is harder to do? It's Travis and Sliwa. I'm Clinton Yates. He's AK. It's 710 ESPN.